0: Welcome to Elevated Leadership, where we embrace the truth that everyone is a leader, whether they recognize it or not. The secret to having great impact lies in how well we lead ourselves above all else. I'm Jenny Young, a hospitality entrepreneur and certified professional coach with over 20 years of experience as a leader. Having learned the ropes the hard way, my mission is to simplify the journey for you. Let's take this path to Elevated Leadership together. I'm so ready for today's recording, where we will talk about a skill that every leader can improve for themselves, and I highly recommend that we all do. But first, thank you for all the support so far for this podcast. At the time of this recording, I've released a few episodes, and I've been receiving kind messages and encouragement and gratitude, and it reminds me of why I feel so called to do this, because what we're talking about here is so much bigger than your work life, And it's deeper than the surface leadership tricks that you can find anywhere. I follow a lot of leadership experts and consultants and authors, and I'm so inspired by what I see every day. But a lot of the common messaging essentially shares how to get other people to do what you want them to do so that you can finally be happy. And that's not elevated leadership. Here I share about How to make shifts in your own mindset so that what other people do or don't do will simply be information for you. And that information will help you make the next appropriate step. We care about them, the employees, the coworkers, investors, customers, we care about them so much, but the root of elevated leadership isn't actually about them. It's about you. What this is really about is improving ourselves and trusting that improvement will make us better leaders. This is majorly powerful because it's allowing to take our power back all the time and energy that we spent pointing at everyone else as The problem is a drain and a waste, but we, the elevated leaders get that our actual power is in ourselves. All this inner work that we do or understand here will ripple out. So it doesn't really matter what your challenge is. You could come to me with any issue and we will always start by looking at your perception of the issue. We'll clean that up first and then address what's happening outside of yourself. It's life-changing stuff, and I'm so happy that you're here. As I said, today's topic is for everyone. We can all improve here, myself very much included. This is the skill of clear and direct communication, Being a clear and direct communicator is the cornerstone of good leadership. I can quickly tell how impactful a leader is based on how they communicate. Notice I'm not saying what they communicate. I'm talking about how they communicate because you can say the same thing in various ways, but to be clear and direct is truly ideal. Let's say you need to address an area where a specific employee needs to improve their performance You can go about this in several ways. You can avoid it and talk to other people about it. You can ignore it for so long that you end up getting mad and lashing out. You can make passive aggressive remarks until they finally get it. You can make their low performance a story about yourself and take it all personally and then respond with all of the emotions that you've created from that story. And then there's the clear and the direct way, which we are going to understand today. I'm especially excited to share on this particular topic because I was so bad at it for so long and improving here has saved me so much energy. The fact that this was one of my biggest struggles in my own journey tells you that I've lived it, I've been the crash test dummy, and I know how hard it can be, but I also know how possible and helpful it is. As always, I'm going to offer a completely different take on this topic. If you search the words communication and leader into your podcast search engine, you'll find thousands of episodes and all of them have something very valuable to offer, but I'm confident that this is a new take and specific to people who run small businesses. So let's address the common resistance that I tend to hear right up front because I want to get you on this train. It's common for quote experts to share tips and tricks and hacks, but they don't actually address why the other person needs the tips and tricks and hacks first. The foundation matters. So let me know if you see yourself in any of these resistance reasons. A common resistance is that you don't want to see mean, rude, bossy, or any other negative adjective that you can come up with. And I understand because we all want to be liked and there's a ton of value in being liked. I want you to be liked, but being clear and direct makes you more enjoyable to work with, not less enjoyable. We'll tackle this concern later on because I know it's a big one for a lot of people. Another resistance is that you don't want to sound robotic or lose your own personality and your tone of voice. Of course not. I'm here to tell you to be yourself and talk with your own warmth and care, but we are using way too many words or we're avoiding what needs to be said entirely, and it typically comes from a place of insecurity or fear. When you can be clear and direct from a place of trust and kindness, you actually become more caring and more warm, not less. Your true personality can finally shine through. The final common resistance that I hear, especially when I'm coaching other leaders, is that they don't want to upset the other person. And what I will say to this is that we all need to do our own work, and how they hear what you say is their job. It's impossible to determine how someone else is going to react to what you say, It's your job to manage how and what and why you say what you say. And when you manage that well, it's much easier to let go of the attachment to their response. Brene Brown is a famous researcher and author who coined the term clear is kind. And this is pretty groundbreaking because a lot of people avoid being clear because they don't wanna be mean or unlikable. But clear is kind teaches us that it's actually kind to be straight with others. If something isn't working, and you care about them, they deserve to hear that from you. Your intentions are to help them or to create a positive shift in some way. That is kind. This also asserts that unclear is unkind. It's funny to think of all the people, and I was absolutely one of them, who don't say things because they wanna be kind, but not saying the thing is accomplishing the opposite. I coach a variety of leaders and the majority of the problems that they face are connected 100% to how they communicate or don't communicate. We can solve this before we can understand how to be a better communicator. It's helpful to understand where you're starting right now. Do you have a team who's ready to elevate their leadership? The very best way to improve a company is to improve and invest in their team. I'm offering customizable group workshops that cover topics you will not hear on this podcast. These workshops have been highly effective in working through existing problems, creating more awareness, and giving the participants a new baseline to work from together. Everyone is a leader despite their title, and when you treat them as such, they elevate themselves. If you're interested and feel that this could benefit your world, please reach out via our website or my email, hello at elevatedleadershipgrowth.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Elevated Leadership. I love to break these really vast and complicated topics down to bite-sized pieces, and this is the part that I haven't heard anywhere else. I genuinely looked at all of the different people who I communicate with and who I coach with and looked at what are the different styles or what are the different faux pas, if you will, that get in the way. And I've come up with four ineffective styles and they boil down to one, being avoidant or not saying what needs to be said. Two, being anxious in your communication and that typically means over saying what needs to be said. Three is being insecure in your communication, and that's oftentimes seen in using filler words to discredit themselves or to stay small and insignificant. And the final one is being unprofessional or inconsiderate. And this is when people aren't intentional about who and what and why, where and how they are communicating. They may be overly dramatic or brash, and there are many ways that this can play out, which we'll get into. So that's avoidant, anxious, insecure, and unprofessional. Let's talk these through even further. All of these faux pas are habits that when you really look at them are fear-based. And when you can clean up the fear around the communication, the rest can come very naturally. So your work is to discover what the fear actually is. It's different for everyone. What is the story that you tell yourself that keeps you from being clear and direct? This would be something that we would begin to understand in coaching, but you can take all of this information and begin to ask yourself some of these questions. Why do I communicate in that way? Did I learn that communication style somewhere? Does it still work for me? What am I worried about? What am I actually responsible for? These questions are just examples, but they get you started. It's also possible and likely that your communication patterns were learned as you were growing up, and that's fine. There's no shame or judgment around that. But now you can notice that and decide if it still works for you. I listed those four major faux pas, and you don't need to feel pressure to claim one and say, I'm this one specific thing. You may be avoidant with one person and then unprofessional with another person. This isn't like a personality test where you fit into one category, but maybe there is one that stands out most to you. Being an avoidant communicator means that you avoid speaking up. Typically, the inner narrative is that you don't want to upset someone or have someone not like you, and you like to believe that the situation may just clear itself up, but it honestly typically gets worse. You don't want to draw attention or make a fuss, etc. This is often learned behavior, or it's kept you safe in the past, but does it really work now? The tricky thing here is that while you avoid having the direct conversation, which could actually improve the situation... You're often talking about it with other people or ruminating in your own head. This can lead to resentment on your part and others may lose trust in you. And you're chipping away at your own integrity when you don't do what you know you need to do. So in short, you're attempting to avoid discomfort, but you're actually creating a lot of discomfort. As a leader, it is imperative that the team can count on you to address the things that need to be addressed. It is truly your job to have the hard conversations and to face the hard things head on. I have so many tips. It's one of my favorite topics around how to have hard conversations, but it really deserves its own episode. And I share them on my Instagram. I have different reels around this, but I'll make a note to make it a future episode as well. In the meantime, remember that clear is kind and that when your intentions are for positive change, you have no reason to avoid or fear. Faux pas number two and three, I will bundle them together because the anxious and the insecure communication types go hand in hand. And this has nothing to do with mental health. I know the word anxious is loaded and there's a lot of other context around it. But in this context, anxious communication, it's boiled down to the need to react quickly and to potentially keep talking long after the point has been made. The more they say, the more their powerful point is diluted. They tend to be uncomfortable with silence and they'll speak up before fully thinking just to feel more comfortable these people coincidentally feel responsible for the experiences that other people have so it has that codependent energy to it they may think oh no i have to say something because this is this is about to be awkward for everyone and if no one says anything i'm not really sure what to say but let me just jump in here i'll fill the space really quick so no one else feels like they have to Insecure communication is similar because there are so many words being said, but these communicators are big fans of filler words. This is a hallmark of people who don't really believe in themselves or their point, and so they subconsciously use their language to make others believe in them less. Or they speak in this way because they think it'll make the other person feel more confident and comfortable. The language that you use matters. Insecure communicators use a lot of filler words to discredit what they're saying before they even say it. You all know what filler words and phrases are. We all hear them and we even use them ourselves. Some examples are, um, I guess, like, just, well, you know, and they're discrediting filler phrases like, this is probably stupid, but I know I'm not an expert, but I know blank, but I'm going to essentially say the same thing, but in two different ways. And I want you to hear the difference. Option A, I know this is probably silly, but I just had an idea. I'm sure you're really busy and it's totally fine if you don't like it. No pressure. Seriously. I almost didn't even mention it. I was just thinking insert idea here or option B. I have an idea I'd love to share. Is this a good time for you? In this option B, you are clear and direct that you have an idea and you're very courteous of their time to make sure that they're able to hear it. They are adults. They can decide what they think about your idea. They don't need you to disqualify or give them permission to not like it before you start. And you're also an adult and you can handle if they don't like the idea. The final faux pas is unprofessional or inconsiderate communication. The best way that I can describe this is that the communicator isn't choosing the appropriate who, what, where, when, why, or how of what they're saying. That sounds like a lot, but basically this can look like sharing information or venting with the wrong person, discussing it in the wrong place at the wrong time, or sharing it for the wrong reasons. For anyone who struggles here, I love to practice the THINK acronym and ask yourself, is this T thoughtful, H honest, I intelligent, N necessary, and K kind? The one I know I struggle with the most is necessary. Sometimes things just don't need to be said. Another style of unprofessional communication comes from the highly dramatic and emotional communicators. Overly emotional communicators get a payoff because they get attention or sympathy that they're probably seeking, but they are exhausting in the long run. These people are typically reacting to the feelings rather than responding to the facts, which is something we covered in episode three. This category, the unprofessional faux pas, is the most straightforward and it doesn't really need a ton of explanation, but I will say, oftentimes if people are avoidant, they will also end up being unprofessional, so there's a little bit of a tie in there. It's frustrating to not address what needs addressing, and in that frustration, we can get petty. It could be that when you address your avoidance, the professionalism will magically appear. And listen, I am a big fan of a gab fest with friends, and I don't perfectly strategize every word that I say all day. I say things that I wish I could take back. I say things that could have been worded in a more impactful way. My goal in today's podcast, as with every episode, is to encourage you to have more awareness about what you do. Shifting the way that you communicate takes practice, and it it really may feel a little strange at first. But you'll find your voice and you'll find your rhythm and you can trust the process. The best tip I can give you to get started, if you're listening and thinking, oh, I I can relate to this, but it's such a giant thing to have to change in my life, is to start with your texts and your emails. Because with texts and emails, you have more time to be intentional and there's less pressure and less of a chance to slip into an old habit. When you're speaking, if you notice that you slip into the old habit, just notice it. Recognize it. It will change the more you notice it, the more you will begin to be intentional about it. Believe it or not, and I bet you can, I have so many additional thoughts and tools for effective communication, but they will come in a future episode. We're all busy. We're making moves. I'm honored that you give your attention to this podcast. And I also have a newsletter that I send out to fellow leaders. You can sign up on my website, which is elevatedleadershipgrowth.com. And I share communication tips there as well. As with every topic, this starts with yourself, and when you're communicating with the right person in the right place and time with good intentions and energy, you have nothing to fear, force, or avoid. You have got this. This podcast isn't possible without this beautiful recording space at Swan Studios in Bar Harbor, Maine, and my producer, Mike Perlman. They are the reason that this all sounds so smooth. The cover art was made by my creative collaborator and friend, Allison Shank. And thank you to you all for listening. Thank you to my husband, the team, and all of our businesses that keep things running. And until next time, keep elevating, and I'm here rooting for you.